my favorite quotes. For now we work for a short time and, much, and bear much fruit for Christ. But a time will come when we can work no longer and must only bear to God that which we have made while we were on earth. I have a story of, it's kind of, I call it a tale of two trees. Over there in the rectory when I got there, some of you who have been here for a while know there was no backyard. We had to build one, and uh, Father Phil had already begun the process of asking for a fence. So what was put in was a see-through fence. <laughs> I got busy putting arbs around it, you know, to make kind of a nice little backyard out of that. And so, but there was no, hardly anything there except this big mountain ash and a couple of bushes. So the mountain ash grew very fast. It was a very beautiful tree. It was, uh, you might see it, it disappeared for good uh, about a month ago. But while it was healthy, it, it was, the canopy was so big you could hardly grow grass under it at one point. It had big red berries on it. And uh, I don't know, I didn't consider that to be fruitfulness. It was pretty, but those berries, any of you have one of these things, there wasn't a one of them that didn't sprout. So you had to pick up every little berry in, you know, or you ended up with trees. So it, it was too pretty to cut down. It was very beautiful in the fall, too. Um, one year, a bunch of robins showed up. You don't see too many robins. I don't see too many in my backyard, but it was like 300 robins, if you can believe this, descended on this tree. I'd be looking out the window, and they're all in the tree, and they're very methodically picking off the berries one by one, if you can believe this, going down the branch all the way to the end. They were very uh, good about it. But as they went on, and I, I have an arborist that explained this to me because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. They got drunk. <laughs> Ever seen a drunk robin? Somebody at the last mass had seen this phenomenon. They began to roll on the, on the, on the lawn. Up, uh, they could, upside down, couldn't get up. And uh, they'd fall off the tree, you know. And I have these two little uh, waterfalls by the, right by the, the front door. And they, about 10 of them went in there, taking a bath together and so on. You know, unbelievable. I don't call that fruitfulness either. <laughs> a falcon then showed up. Sounds like, sounds like Marlon Perkins. Anybody remember that? <laughs> only, in, only a certain vintage knows that one. It sounds like some kind of nature program. And the, the falcon ate one. Then they all flew away, or they tried to, and I never saw those robins again, ever. They were put on the do not stop here on trip, TripAdvisor, I guess. <laughs> After that, it was rake, rake, rake. But over the years, we kept pruning it as it died. Unfortunately, the side that died was facing the church. The side facing me continued to be healthy. But two of the three, uh, of the three branches eventually mostly died. Every year, uh, Jim would come and cut off some more. It, not exactly pruning, but we took all the dead stuff off. and it's, It got sprouts, but it was very ugly. And finally... I had pity on the parish, and we cut it down. Mm, you know, so it's, and now, as the gospel says, it has been put on the burn pile in, in the side of the yard here, waiting, it's drying out for next year's uh, somebody's wood stove. Next to it is a coral bark that I planted about 10 years ago. It's been, we've been very carefully pruning it. It's a beauty, too. It's prettier with alt leaves than with leaves, with a nice uplight. It's a beautiful thing, and it, uh, it has kind of taken over as the main tree in the backyard. Its fruitfulness is to look good. If it didn't look good, I'd pull it out. It's not there to bear fruit. Its fruitfulness is in its appearance. This is the danger in not listening to the word of God is that we may think we're being fruitful and we're not. 
the nature of that tree is to look beautiful. That's why it's planted. The nature of the mountain ash, it looked like an unfruitful tree. I didn't want the berries, and it died as quickly as it came up. But my arborist friend told me a secret about that tree. Its role in the forest is to, it sucks up the poisons in the, in the ground. And this is why it dies quickly. It has, it has a role to play within a natural forest canopy. It had a hidden fruitfulness that we did not know. It wasn't something that I needed. Maybe my backyard did, but it's, and now those poisons will get burned. We have to be careful that we are actually bearing fruit that will last and not this, uh, the, the, the show of, of smoke and mirrors of this world where one person, uh, fame today, gone tomorrow. If you've ever been to Europe, you go over to Greece and you can see little names uh, in places like Olympia where you know, some of the, the winners of the Olympiad, you can still see their names cut in stone and no one remembers them. You know, you look at old movies, the young, young generation here don't know who they are. I used to like to watch What's My Line, you know, the old one. Anybody ever watch that? All, I like watching the old stars that come on from the, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 80% of them are lost to time already, except for people of that generation. Fame is fleeting, and yet we think in the world, what do people think is fruitful? If I look good until the end of my life, and then instead of suffering, I just... I apparently just die in my sleep. That's fruitful. The person with the most stuff wins. I'm not saying these things are bad. It's just that it's not fruitfulness in the eyes of God. That's a sign that we've been blessed in our lives. But fruitfulness is something entirely different. It's not how many places I've traveled. I've been to a lot of shrines, but that isn't fruitful. It's can I live what I heard? That's fruitfulness. And even in churches, we can get the impression that if we have a lot of people here or a beautiful building or how many dinners we're serving over at the community dinner. But that's a sign of being blessed. Fruitfulness is how many people here have a real relationship with the Lord, how many uh, bear fruit with their good works and living their faith in action. When, we, when it's our turn at the dinner, are we um, giving Christ to others, maybe not verbally since we're not supposed to do that during that dinner, but in the way we present ourselves and how we treat each other while we're putting it out. That's fruitfulness. It's a hidden thing like the mountain ash. You couldn't tell what it's, it was being fruitful even as it died. That, that's what they do in the forest. They die quickly. And I think a lot of fruitfulness in this world is not seen, but it's seen by God. That this fruitfulness of the world is that which it cannot fulfill and it's Essentially, many for many people, it's a certain selfishness of me first. And fruitfulness in the eyes of God is can I die to myself? So many times, I've done so many weddings. Uh, I said last night, I forgot this morning, Deacon Ty will be ordained in a month. And the, the biggest day of our lives, like a wedding, is. And whenever I do a wedding, I, I know everyone in the congregation is that has been married, want to be married, or was married. You kind of are saying the vows with the couple. I can see it from where I'm standing looking this way. And I too say them because they're, they apply to priests as well as uh, somebody that's married. I'm not going to love you just in the good times, but in the tough ones. I'm not going to love you just when I'm well, but I'm going to try to love you when I'm sick. Uh, you know, for richer and for poorer. My goal is to love you all the days, all the days of my life. And as it said last week, the valley of darkness and the shadow of death, as well as the green pastures that we have in 
here in uh, Oregon, you know, that one day it was 82 in the morning, I had a jacket on by the evening. That's Oregon, isn't it? And that's life too, isn't it? We start in the morning full of joy, we end up in pain by the evening. <laughs> and, but the Good Shepherd is guiding us through all of this, and it, it can hurt to be pruned. If these, some of the, like that coral bark, if it wasn't pruned every two years, it would be a mishmash of crisscrossing branches. An expert has to do it. I don't know how to do it. Now I kind of do. I've been watching. But the, the tree, if it could talk, would be saying, no, no, I'm bearing fruit. I don't cut my branches. But then it becomes beautiful because we allow God to prune even what looks fruitful. I brought this up many times, but 10 years ago, I was, my voice was out for two or three months. And uh, I just got so desperate, even pain in the bathroom. And I told you how bad it was. You had nothing to do over there. And I said, I said, Lord, you've got to make me well. I've got things to do for you. So much to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he said, I can't talk and there's so much to say. And he pointed out to me, he said, you know, nobody's indispensable. Not the Pope, not you, not the bishop. They come and go. Take a look at the wall. There's a whole wall full of pictures. And one day I'll be on there and say, who's that funny looking guy? The young ones look me. I always remember we got Father Reedy and Blackburn mixed up up there for a month and nobody noticed for a month. <laughs> Fame is fleeting, isn't it? One built the church, one bought the land. Both were visionary, both. Who remembers, huh? The old timers. And that's the way life is. But in God's eyes, fruitfulness remains forever. I'm going to Tillamook on Monday to bury somebody. It takes a lot to get me to go up somewhere on my day off to do something like that. But he was a kind man. And uh, that stage of my life, I needed some kindness as a new priest. I remember him. And, you know, we remember people that, like that. Uh, part of the fruitfulness of life at times is enduring something really awful. And we don't want to go through these things. Deaths come to mind of all kinds. But one of the fruitfulness of that sort of pruning, which comes to all of us, life is temporary, is that when we are in that at that moment as the living, we recognize what's valuable. Everyone does. You don't have to be a believer to see that it's those we touched in the world, the difference I made, everything I accumulated goes back, goes back in the box. What lasts forever, you know, faith, good, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. We're working all our lives that these internal things may be externalized so that on the last day of our lives, we're holding in our hands this gift for God, which is your life. And then God, having received this gift of self-sacrifice with the people that we were called to love, and uh, he will then give it back to us and multiply it, and it will be ours forever. He only wants what's for our benefit, not his. He's not a, he's not a taker. He's a giver. Uh, so we, without God, can, like I did once in North Dakota with, before GPS, I was driving for a couple of hours in the wrong direction. I made good time, though. <laughs> when I turned around, I began to bear fruit, you see? And that's... Um, it can take a lot to realize what is not valuable. Sometimes we have to obtain it to realize it's not enough. But it's never too late as long as we live to bear good fruit. We're pruned by the word of God. That's why we come to church, particularly to hear it said out loud to each one of us. What is God saying to me today? What was that one word that 
I'm called to hold on to today, and that is, that is to be pruned or to be loved, to be encouraged. Pruning can also be encouraged by fertilizer. It's not just cutting. It's being um, upbuilded like the man with the kindness that I'm going to bury tomorrow. So we ask God to uh, help us to accept the things that, are, uh, that God allows in our lives and also to know what it is that pleases God and to bear much fruit.